This is the Architecture and Innovation Podcast by Syraclad, featuring one-on-one interviews with designers, contractors, city managers, and civic leaders, as well as thought leaders committed to sustainability, innovation, and solutions that are attractive, affordable, and create healthy living environments. Our podcast illuminates the challenges, breakthroughs, and proven solutions brought to industries, organizations, and our communities. From the office and manufacturer of Syraclad in Redmond, Washington, and on location, this is the Architecture and Innovation Podcast. For our guest today, we're honored and really super excited to welcome Doug Patton. Doug is a consummate inventor whose work has spanned over four decades, as well as his efforts generating products in over 20 different markets ranging from biomedical equipment to fragrance he's garnered over 200 patents 200 patents and design awards and having innovated for companies such as apple microsoft mercedes-benz and bausch and Lomb. you can find them on the web at patentdesign.com again that's patentdesign.com doug yes we talked about before we started the show we like to start our show off with a quote but i'm going to read your quote if you don't mind i really like it a lot one of one of many, but sure. it says, uh, "In that moment of inspiration, we are healed, elevated, and conceived anew." Doug Patton. Doug, how the heck did that just get you going? That's just terrific. Well, it it is you know it there is uh, a, a epiphany that happens when one is in the process of creativity and. Every idea, every concept has uh, a life to it. It is important to embrace the importance of discovery. And as one goes through the process of thinking of a new idea, it is an elevating experience. It is something that everyone enjoys, this, this spark of creativity that wakes up your mind. And I think uh, uh, when I, I said that, you know, you're created anew in this, in this idea, it is uh, in contrast to uh, uh, much of us are lost in the slumber of the status quo. Uh, and it is essential to quickly wake up embracing this energy of creative change and every idea uh, that is exciting, um, wakes us up kind of like a, uh, your favorite Starbucks coffee, right? So that's kind of the deal, the deal that I'm, I'm, I'm relating to that you, you are healed. It is like a beautiful song that when you listen to it, it elevates you and, and, um, it touches you emotionally and intellectually and elevates you. So that is a rather verbatious, uh, a description of that simple little uh, quote. Well, you may call it simple, but it sounds like a, a lifetime of experiences went into such simplicity. What's your thoughts on that? The uh, uh, the lifetime of of experiences always uh, creates a, a, a kind of a, a dynamic revelation that one can embrace or one can ignore. 
Uh, for me, uh, since you use the word lifetime, it goes beyond uh, my professional life. It goes to where when I was very young. And I was always someone who uh, was exploring, was inventing, which was always trying to uh, look beyond uh, the rules that that seemed to have guided us. But to me, it was more of something that would uh, put us in compartments. Even from a very young age, I didn't understand why I couldn't blend many, many different ideas. Like even in high school, I was, I loved art and I love electronics and I was a jock. So I was like a geek jock. And to me, it seemed even now, it seems to be a kind of a very normal, uh, 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 world in which I invent every day and uh, in the morning I work out and the simplicity essence, the minimalism uh, is, you know, the idea of minimalism is a very, very important concept. And uh, I, I call that uh, uh, like it, the minimalistic essence and uh, you know, many formulas can be combined and added in developing new ideas. But what, what needs to be done first is this minimalistic formula, this core concept and achieving true focus and purpose. Minimalism is hard to create because it must harness a powerful concept and extricate the essence of an idea in a way. Uh, this is kind of like the definition of problem solving. Uh, and some of the most beautiful forms in nature such as an egg or a perfect triangular form uh, 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 is, is like, is where you have to go with minimalism. You know, humanity focuses on complexity because it's easier, right? It doesn't take any work to create a hodgepodge of junk. Our work, uh, our world consists mostly of junk creations, whether they are political ideas, buildings, products, or software. Therefore, in creating minimalism, the first step is to seek it and dream of that simplicity. And that's my response to your, your point. Was there a galvanizing moment for you in your life, if you can recall, that really set you on the, on the, the endeavor and the journey and destinations you, you've achieved and are continue to achieve? A galvanizing moment. Um, even if it's not full, wholly exact, just something that's that you're like, well, you know what? I remember when. Yeah, I, I, if I, if I would to think back to uh, a moment that that set me on on my path, uh, I would, I would have to say, uh, uh, in some context, it. May, I could, there's so many, I, I will uh, be lost in all the thoughts, but I'll just take one. That when I was at Cal State Long Beach and I was uh, an industrial design major, I would listen to my three professors argue. Uh, and they were, I, they reminded me of, uh, of uh, the diversity of thought. Uh, like Herb Turnauer, uh, uh, was he would argue that his intuition was more more powerful than Mike Cameron Meyer's logic, and 
another instructor, uh, Dean Myers, would say, I don't care about all you guys, if it doesn't feel right, it doesn't work. But in a way, they capsulized a, the, uh, the kind of the interconnected whole of creativity. There's logic, there's emotion and intuition. And listening to them argue still echoes in my thoughts. And those were moments that I still go back to that inspired me to capture like a, or, or to think of the totality of creativity that needs to be captured. Because when one is inventing, uh, uh, it is much more than, than just your, your analytical process. It, it involves, uh, uh, the psychology of how you can inspire yourself to be better inspiration on how you can stay inspired to keep going the philosophical and spiritual journey that you go through when you create and everything that involves uh elevating your imagination so most people think that you know it's this analytical experience or it's just an inspirational experience so for me the galvanizing moment was realizing that I had to capture all these uh, connected and interactive and inseparable holes to become truly aware, if that makes sense to you. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's a, here's another uh, in-depth question is, why do you want to be so complete, Doug? Because you mentioned the mental, the spiritual, and then the physical, you work out every day. Why is it important for you, Doug, to be so complete? Well, there's so many reasons, but I'll go back to when I invent uh, and use the, the old idiom, the, winkest, uh, the weakest link in the chain uh, is uh, the, the part that fails, right? No matter how strong your chain is. And then uh, it is... It is a, a totality that you must embrace if you are truly going to uh, uh, be original and, and have the greatest awareness of what you're trying to solve. I think what drives me is elevating my awareness to see more, to feel more, and therefore respond in a way that that el that helps humanity that that is that is as soon as as uh, for example if you ignore human factors in uh, a project that uh, is a surgical product that's a big problem if you only focus on the technology if you only or if you only look at one aspect it is, it is uh, going to limit your, your awareness. The other ones won't be included. So what I'm trying to say is, is that uh, uh, one must be, have a total and complete awareness of, of every aspect of, of what you want to invent. To not be aware is to have an incomplete idea. And that's a driving force, that's a strong driving force with me ever since I was very young. It's, it's a curiosity that is um, always going to be uh, nourished by looking at a, uh, a totality of thought. 
But that was a great question. I, I've been in a lot of podcast interviews, and you are asking wonderful questions. Thank you. Thank you, Doug. You're listening to the Architecture and Innovation Podcast presented by Circlad. We're talking today with Doug Patton of Patton Design. For more information, feel free to visit the website of patentdesign.com. Again, that's patentdesign.com. Doug, um, if you're at liberty to share what recent projects you've worked on, you don't have to name company names or, 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 uh, or personal names, but love to hear a, a recent project of yours that you're uh, working with. Well, right now at Patent Design, we have uh, evolved into uh, a nurturing bed of startups. We have six startup companies, and they're all really exciting. Some all help humanity, uh, and uh, some are medical, some are the most minimalist, simple uh, consumer products. So I'll give you two or three that are arranged. Uh, uh, one that is a recent endeavor called Arome des Art. It is, we just won awards in Paris for the branding and the, and the designs, uh, the International Paris Design Awards. And it is a new technology I, I invented during COVID. It's the only way that fragrance can be dispersed organically and without bacteria in the atmosphere. And uh, Arome des Art describes in French aroma and art. So the, the cartridges are actually art pieces that reflect the fragrance. And it's a, a, a wonderful new product that we've just launched. And on the other side of the scale, um, I've been working on a project since 2011, uh, which was an idea for, I've designed most of the cataract surgical equipment in the world. Uh, for Bosch and Lom, for Johnson and Johnson, and and Alcon, and I've also uh, worked as part of the team that invented the first femto laser to cut uh, a corneal flap during um, uh, uh, for LASIK surgery. So that got combined. So I I invented a patent that combined uh, femto laser and phaco emulsification to one machine for cataract surgery and. I licensed it to a company called Lenzar and we worked on it and it just got FDA approval. The beautiful part of that is that it will, uh, it will, it is the higher efficacy for, uh, for cataract surgery. And I could go in in great depth on why and, and how and, and how it's better. But I guess the most important part is to let you know that there is a wide range of, of ideas that I invent and there's many medical startups and consumer startups, but that's what I love. I love being bold intellectually to uh, go wherever I want and, and invent whatever I want. I don't see barriers, just like we were talking about, uh, about the totality. I don't see barriers in any area of technology. I just, if I have an idea and I think it's great, I'll invent there. I don't have a barrier, whether it's electronics or software or um, or the most simple art pieces like a Rome d'Art. Wow. Doug, what's your thought and take on creativity and discovery and how much you may do of both or one over the other, if there is such a thing? Creativity or discovery, which in your experience is one that you, uh, you find you access most? Well, uh, in a way, uh, you know, 
creativity is a universal force that compels us uh, to create ideas, just like uh, like uh, like gravity, you know, uh, in the universe coalesces uh, particles into planets and 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 solar systems. It's a never-ending uh, 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 process of birthing ideas from inspiration from your inner vision and making it a reality. So to me, discovery and and creativity is part of a lineage of uh, uh, how do you, how do you say it? It's kind of like a yin and yang, isn't it? It, they're part of, of, of the same process. And uh, the most important thing is that one realizes that uh, uh, it is, again, an interconnected whole. That when you are discovering, you, discovering things, creativity is the, uh, is the driving force. And what's most important is all the methods of creativity. Uh, that one can utilize. Over my lifetime, you know, I've created hundreds of products and people will always say, well, Doug, what is your favorite product? What is your best one? And I'll respond, it is not a simple product. It is the uh, creative construct that I've developed for being creative and problem solving. With each project that I would do, I would create um, a certain, uh, how do I say it, pattern and uh, a thought process on how I invented. And, and as the, the years rolled forward, those built into uh, what I call a creative construct that exists kind of in a chaos uh, range, that it's a free area, there's nothing driving it, it has no cultural and linguistical boundaries. And what was very fascinating is that uh, if you look at Einstein, uh, when he would talk about how he invented some of his most, uh, he discovered some of his most creative theories, what he would actually do, he would not use words or mathematics, he would call it architectures of thought. And so uh, with me, I think in different ways. And over the decades, I've developed uh, processes to think that are uh, are different than the linguistics that we're taught. There's a there's a theory called the Safford-Whorf theory that um, uh, that actually what happens is that you are bound by the linguistic and the uh, uh, cultural constraints of of what you've been taught. For example, like if if a uh, uh, caveman wanted to think of multiplication and they only had ten words. It's hard to make that that jump. And so the way when I think one of the things in my book, I call it the thought molecule, is I think in terms of dynamic structures interrelated and how they, uh, uh, let's say, connect and how they uh, work with each other. It's kind of my own creative language that I've discovered. So in a way, I'm answering your question in a way that I've created my own thought processes and creative language that I use to think and discover. And uh, it's a very exciting process uh, to think in these modes that aren't related to linguistics, but more are sim interactive symbols that I've created. Outstanding. This is fascinating. You're listening to the Architecture and Innovation Podcast by Syraclad. We're talking today with Doug Patton of Patton Design. Our public service announcement for... Uh, Today's show with Doug is uh, about the 
Veterans Administration, the VA. The VA's mission is to uh, fulfill President Lincoln's promise to care for him who shall have borne the battle and for his widow and his orphan by serving and honoring the men and women who are Americans' veterans. For more information, feel free to visit va.gov. Again, that's va.gov, specifically the, in the Santa Ana area. Again, we're talking with uh, Doug Patton of Patton Design. Doug, you, you, early in the show, you talked about the slumber of the status quo. Can you uh, elaborate a bit on that? The slumber of the status quo and what that means and, uh, and doesn't mean for you? Well, um, uh, well, we are all at different levels of awareness and in different states of creative slumber. Uh, we all need to be energized and propelled forward. Uh, waking up and energizing your creativity is the process of empowering the totality of your mind, body, and spirit. And that's a really important aspect to see your mind, body, and spirit as one totality. It's not, it's, it's not just separate wholes. And so basically what I'm talking about is, uh, in essence, that uh, everyone needs an alarm clock for their life. Uh, uh, and it could be many things. For me, it's an amalgamation of powerful creative tools and techniques that I use uh, for, for what I do in the favor of, of like new creativity. No matter what stage of life you're in, it's time to wake up and energize your sense of purpose and, and, and be aware of the presence to change. And above all else, act courageously. The, uh, it, it's so important uh, uh, to think about the willpower within all of us. There's a force capable of much more than just, let's say, creating or, or solving problems. It can transform the very essence of what I call the human condition. Um, and, and to go on a little bit more about the slumber, uh, uh, like I call it a path to awareness. We as human beings are all traumatized in various ways, uh, which creates a state of slumber affecting our intellect and our spirit and emotion. And we're maybe not even aware of those, of, of those issues. And so there's many, many forms of trauma that can put you to sleep. There could be boredom, prolonged mental anguish, educational mind numbing classes that we've all had to go through. And so, uh, it's important to become self-aware and compel yourself uh, uh, to realize that uh, what has Im imprisoned your mind and spirit can put you into creative slumber. And with this knowledge, you have to be aware that you have to kind of uh, enthusiastically awaken yourself. Um, so uh, there are actually many techniques that I use to uh, analyze uh, um, why you might be in slumber, how to evolve out of it. And um, there, there's many things that, that, can, that you can, where you can be, you've, you've hit on a very big important part of what I think about every day. Like you could be a very, an unconscious state of, of slumber, an emotional state, a defensive mechanism that has created numbness in you. It could be psychological sleepiness, a mental depression, and all these different things. So to wake yourself up, uh, there needs to be a spark. And, and, and I would even say, getting it beyond one person, I believe we're in a cultural slumber. 
when society undergoes a collective trauma, people experience uh, a completely pervasive and all-encompassing slumber. COVID-19 was a way that, that kind of created this deafness to the drumbeats of what we're possible to do. And I could keep going with this, but I'll stop it short. Uh, I'll just say that this, uh, you hit on a really important part of, of, uh, uh, of issues. And there are many ways to wake up your, your creative mind. And uh, I, I, I could call it a mental double espresso that, uh, and one of those is simply willpower and, and, uh, um, and, and being idealistic. But again, I could go on forever about this. So. I love your take on it. Your book, share with your, 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 uh, the books that you've uh, written, the book that you have written, and those that you, uh, you have upcoming. Love to hear it. Well, uh, about a year and a half ago, I created uh, what's now kind of becoming a landmark book on creativity called Conquering the Chaos of Creativity. And it, uh, it's the result of 40 years of invention in all these market categories. And again, what I had said earlier in the interview, the most important part are not the products, but the process. So I wanted to stop and communicate my... Uh, creativity to the world to help other people feeling the same ways I did because when I was growing up uh, I felt uh, how do I say it lost uh, quite often and I had no one to guide me through my creative journey and as you can see in this in this interview I have a, a very uh, how do I say passionate idealism to always create and so this book uh, covers what I call a creativity system of imagination, inspiration, psychology. But to break it down simply, it's the yin and yang of creativity. The internal things that we need to inspire ourselves to get better and the external things on how to deliver that creativity to the world. And uh, it is a process of, uh, uh, of continual uh, innovation and exploration because it's given me kind of a calling card to talk to many creative minds in the world who have read the book and, and want to continue. Um, another book that is uh, uh, in process, about ready to be released soon, is called Inspirations of Creativity. And one of the most important parts of that uh, is the issue of the simplicity of inspiring. So what that is, is that there is a series of quotes, about 200 quotes from the Conquering of, of Chaos book. And it's just put in a very uh, um, light, fun uh, book with maybe about 80 or 90 pages just to, to read and be inspired. They, they are quotes that I've done that really compile to me um, uh, the feeling of all the creativity that I've written about. And then uh, the third book I'm working on right now, that one's about ready to come out. It's more of a novel. It's called The Perseverance of Idealism. And I'm really enjoying it. It is somewhat autobiographical, uh, but also fictional. And it's a very, very, very um, important book. It's probably going to take me many, many years to finish it. But uh, it, is, uh, it, is, it is a very, very important uh, uh, philosophical point 
that I, idealism has to persevere. And it is very difficult uh, when you're going against the status quo of society because it resists change. It's almost like, like, uh, like in a body, white blood cells. Anything new, it, 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 it uh, uh, wants to eradicate. And so creating and innovating to even help society is very difficult because everything resists change and you have to be so bold and courageous. It is, uh, uh, that's why in my book, some of my, uh, my theories I call uh, weapons of creativity, act, uh, act of survival. For me, they, I have to say, they were acts of survival because when you, as you can see, I take on some very prodigious projects and uh, having these tools of creativity uh, aren't just like a Sears Craftsman tool chest that you can do at your leisure. To me, they're weapons uh, uh, honed over, over decades for me to survive. Because I, again, I take on some big projects and uh, I believe there's many other souls that do the same thing. And that's why I wrote the book that I could help them possibly. Excellent. In closing your, your show today, Doug, what would you like to share that we may not have touched on? Um, well, I'll just say this. Uh, I think we're all capable of extraordinary things. And uh, true creativity is born by conquering this chaos that surrounds us that is fearful to a lot of people. Um, uh, uh, you must believe that you can transform your struggles into opportunities and imaginative growth. You must have that belief. And uh, uh, when you become an experienced uh, creator and problem solver, it's, it's kind of like a, a guide in the forest. It, it doesn't scare you to get lost. You always know your way out. And all I'm trying to say is, is that uh, we are all innately creative. We all have innate imagination. And uh, our, our society, our K through 12, doesn't teach imagination, doesn't teach creativity. And I, I would say that if anyone is listening and they feel the, uh, a spark of creativity, a spark of, of, uh, of excitement, in any way you can, try to transform whatever you're going through because we're all capable of extraordinary things. We are all innately creative and re-embrace that if uh, uh, you don't feel you are because you are. Doug, it's been a true honor and pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you very much and I hope you consider coming back. It was terrific. Thank you very much. I greatly appreciate your time. Thank you again, Doug. Our guest today has been Doug Patton. Doug's a consummate inventor whose work has spanned over four decades, as well as his efforts generating products in over 20 markets, ranging from biomedical equipment to fragrance. He's garnered over 200 patents and design awards and having innovated for companies such as Apple, Microsoft, Mercedes-Benz, and Bausch & Long. For more information, feel free to visit the website at patentdesign.com. Again, that's patentdesign.com. You've been listening to the Architecture and Innovation Podcast with Sarah Clatt. The Architecture and Innovation Podcast is recorded from the office of Sarah Clatt in Redmond, Washington, and on location. Executive producer and host of the show is yours truly, Tom Durham. Thank you for listening.